0: This is Norman Kissinger from Redeeming the Time Brothers Ministries. Um, I tried this morning to do a video, but uh, unfortunately my video equipment decided to malfunction, which is about normal for me and my uh, ability to do uh, work with uh, technology. Uh, We've been going over, I kind of stumbled onto this here. I was just going to show everybody uh, my prayer card, which I thought was an easy way to Uh, easy, low-tech way to keep track of who you're praying for in a card that you could just keep inside your Bible, easy enough to carry around. And if you hadn't seen those videos, go back and look at it, but basically it's a uh, file folder cut in half, and then folded in half and half again, making eight columns, and then you write the days of the week at the top, with Sunday having two columns, and then you write down uh, all of the people or ministries that you want prayed for. And we talked about it, but I won't go over that again. But uh, during that, the several uh, that I have done on that, I was talking there about how that um, a lot of times when I do my devotions, I will pray through uh, passages of Scripture, especially out of the Book of Psalms. And I never really explained that in great detail, so I thought I would talk a little bit about uh, worshiping God through through prayer. So and and uh, through. Uh, Uh, praying through the Psalms or praying through Bible passages. And it doesn't have to be the book of Psalms. The Psalms is a logical and a very good place to pray through because it very much gets us into the heart of God like Proverbs gets us into the wisdom of God. So it's a place to um, go and to fellowship with God. Now, um, most people I think struggle with prayer for the simple reason that when you pray, you can't directly talk to God. He doesn't talk back in a direct sort of way, so it makes it difficult to have conversation. You pray over your prayer list, and then you, and then crickets are sounding. You don't know what else to do, uh, and it doesn't seem like much of a conversation. It's just like you're going to a counter at an old uh, grocery store and asking for a bunch of items to put on the counter to pay for. And that is an element of prayer but, uh, and, um, and fellowship with God and communication with God, but it doesn't seem like there's much fellowship going on. And so, praying through a psalm is a way of fellowshipping with God and connecting with God so that um, when you are in fellowship and you are asking or interceding for other people, that you're in His presence. It's a way to get into God's presence, it's a way to fellowship with Him. So let's talk about how that it works. So if you had a friend who came over and and started a conversation with you to your house, um, it would start off with something like, uh, you know, hi, hey, how are you doing? And oh, I'm doing great. On the way here, I uh, uh, there was an accident on 67 highway and I had to go a different direction. Oh, wow, I, what, what happened? And so you would tell the story back and forth. Uh, all communication I've learned over the years is basically boiled down to stories and questions. We ask people, questions they tell us stories and the story can be very simple something as boy it's cold today or "Uh, boy I am in a bad mood today or whatever that's a story Uh, questions and stories are the functional elements of all communication and so um, but we would talk to them and the dialogue would happen back and forth but we don't have that same sort of dialogue with God but if you pray through the Psalms, you do have a dialogue with God because as you pray the Psalm, you're hearing His heart, His opinion, uh, anything you would pray in His Word, and then you can pray um, the Psalm back to Him. Now I um, want to tell you a little bit about how to, to do that, and the goal, but I want to say that the goal of this, first and foremost, is worship and fellowship, not in just getting answered prayers. Uh, although a lot of times if the psalm comes across something I've been praying about anyway, like somebody's, some enemy is trying to harm me. Um, you know, I may, I'll tell you how I'll reflect that back or pray that. But um, but the goal is fellowship. So how does one pray through a psalm? Well, I'll just give you my, my, my uh, way of doing that. The old saints going back into the early 1900s, 1800s, Uh, in the American and and, and British church would use a term called uh, praying uh, reading the Bible on their knees. And uh, that's just a a way of saying that they would read the Bible and pray it as they were reading it, basically doing the same thing I'm talking about here. Uh, And so what we'll do is as we go through the psalm here, I'll go through it and I'll pray the psalm back to... Uh, God in the way that I would in in my devotions So since this is the 16th uh, day of June I decided that I would just go go, go ahead and go with uh, Psalm 16. I generally would go with a multiple of the month so if it's a 16 or I'll read uh, add 30 and read 46 or add 30 and read 76 and and so on uh, you can get through the Psalms. Uh, And I generally go through the Psalms in that way, kind of skipping through, adding 30 to every Psalm, and you can pretty much cover all of the book of Psalms, and, uh, and, and it works out really well to do that. But how do you pray through the Psalms? Well, what we do is, or what I do, is I begin by reading out loud whatever the Psalm says. So I'm going to do at least two things. We're going to do Reflections, and we're going to do Questions. Okay, At least those two things, reflections and questions. And a reflection from the counseling world is, or the mentoring world is simply stating back to another person what they said to you, changing it up a little bit. And uh, basically, a reflection is a confession of whatever God has said and adding to it and agreeing with it. Okay, uh, Now you say, well, that's kind of silly thing to do. But in reality, that's exactly what we do. So if my friend came over and said, man, there was a bad accident on the highway, I'd be going, yeah, boy, uh, that highway out there, it's dangerous. I'm glad they've been putting in more overpasses because people keep getting killed. We're still talking about the same subject, talking about the highway being dangerous. I just reflected back to him a slightly different idea. So that's exactly what communication would, would do. And so as we read through a psalm, and we'll do a Psalm 16 here, Um, I would read it out loud and then I would say something like, try to go through an incomplete thought. So it says, preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. And then um, I would, that first verse, which is kind of a complete thought, then I would say something to the Lord like, I'd meditate on that thought and say, Lord, you are truly my only preserver. How many times have you preserved me from my enemies and from Uh, the kingdom of darkness that wants to hurt me God you are wonderful and because you have preserved me I put my trust in you Uh, I I trust in you I choose to trust you God help me to trust you more David learned to trust you a lot I need to trust you like David trusted you so you see there I just keep that thought going about trust and about preservation and how God has preserved me and basically just talked about what he's done. Oh, my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord, my goodness is nothing apart from you. What a wonderful verse there. So I say two ideas there, God, you're Lord of my life. I want you to be more Lord of my life. And what a, if there's no other true statement in all of scripture, Lord, God, it would be that um, I am not good apart from you. What goodness do I have apart from you, Lord? I'm, I'm not good. I, I have no goodness within me except for uh, what you make in me in by the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus. I'm, I'm a nobody, and I am nothing without you. So I pray through and agree with what God says, and I'm praying exactly as, as I would pray. You know, they're my thoughts as I would talk to God. As the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. And so I read that, and I realize that that's God talking about His saints. So I would go, "Wow, Lord, what a, what a comforting thought that You care about me. I'm a nobody, and yet You care enough about me that You that You think about me as somebody who's important and uh, somebody that's worthy of Your attention. What a wonderful thing! You delight in me, nobody." delights in me, Lord, but you delight in me. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful thought, Lord, that you care that much. Satan wants to make us think that you don't care at all, but you care very much. And so, see, I go through the psalm there, and that's only the first two verses. Um, go on, I mean, you could go on through it. I won't go through the whole psalm here, but um, it says, for example, in verse 4, "...their sorrows shall be multiplied who hasten after another god." Their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names upon my lip. Uh, And uh, in that psalm there, I agree with God uh, in that, Lord, you teach me here in this psalm that if I start having idols in my heart, they're going to bring me sorrow. God, look it through my heart. Look through my heart. See if there's any idols in there that are displeasing to you. Have I made an idol out of uh, a ministry or my family or a hobby or is there something that I I have done that would be an idol before you?" And so I then ask questions. I reflect back. I ask God questions. I ask him to to, um, show me what uh, he wants to see through the psalm. Now, I would go through the rest of the psalm, but I want to keep this a little shorter here. But that's exactly what I do. I read it. I think about the thought. I reflect it back to God. I ask him questions. Sometimes I will even uh, take it and I will um, not just ask questions, but I will uh, also um, ask him for understanding if I don't understand what he is saying in the verse. And it makes no sense to me. So it's nothing more than praying back reflections to God about his word and asking questions. And as I take the time to do this, and here's the key, I begin then to have a sense of God's presence as I connect with him on the subjects and the things that he wants to talk about. Now in the Psalms, or in any passage of scripture, you could pray through the New Testament, or every book in the Old Testament for that matter, but I'm certainly talking about what God wants to talk about. I'm not talking about what I want to talk about. It's his verse. And so if there's something there that is important to him, I get a chance to hear it and uh, and and i and and gear it in my heart and also take the time to do this slowly so maybe take a time for a few minutes of silence or a few seconds of silence in between what each each verse to give God a chance to speak something to your heart if he puts something on your heart then you reflect it back to him that's all the that confession is confession is just agreeing with God on everything whether it's about my sinfulness or or somebody else's sinfulness or uh, or what's going on in the world, uh, whether something is good or right or true in His Word. Confession is nothing more than saying the same back to God. And so, I find this to help me connect with God, rather than just going straight to prayer and just saying, Lord, thank you for this day. Help my hand and help my mother-in-law and bless this person and bless that person and work in this situation here and just really coming with a list without doing fellowship at the same time. Now I pray a psalm at the beginning of my prayers and then sometimes we will pray a psalm at the end of my prayers uh, as a way of closing out my prayers and therefore um, uh, kind of keeping that good connection going. Now I could add one more thing to this. Uh, What you could also do, and I've done this before too, is maybe take your favorite form of Christian music. Mine happens to be hymns. I like modern music, but I love the old hymns. And listen to several old hymns, maybe sing them yourself on, on your phone or get a, or, or, or a um, low-tech way, of course, just to grab an old hymn book. And then when you do that, then you also continue to, to tune your heart to what God wants to say. We need to be a nation that is getting back to the worship of God and being a people of the ministry of prayer. If we're going to make it in these very, very trying, very likely end times, we need to be men and women of prayer so that's enough for today god bless you uh you have a great week be sure to watch my brother's devotions online again uh you can watch one of his devotions at about the time it takes to sit at a traffic light and it's like taking your your flintstone vitamins if you uh that really dates me. But uh, you take those, uh, just watching one of his devotions will help encourage your heart for the day and uh, keep you on the right track. God bless you and keep you, and you just have a great week. We'll get back on here and again in a couple of days and add some more to this idea of the ministry of prayer.